0: Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about robots. We're going to be talking about revolutionizing healthcare. We're going to be talking about a professor that failed all of their students for using ChatGPT and a couple other interesting stories that are happening around right now. The first one I wanted to talk about as far as AI robots arriving um, this is kind of interesting because in the past we've seen that Tesla's creating a humanoid robot, and when they first debuted it, I'll be honest, I was rather unimpressed. The thing could hardly move, it didn't look super realistic, um, not like some of the other, like, images they kind of teased of this thing, and so I wasn't super impressed. Now, that being said, of course, a human, any humanoid robot, it's impressive if it can move, but when you've th- seen things like the Boston Dynamics humanoid robot, Uh, which if you've seen their demo video recently that went viral, essentially the thing um, is on a construction site. Someone's like, hey, can you bring me a hammer? This thing looks like a person walking, and it goes, picks up like a hammer bag, does a whole bunch of, like, flips, climbs up some scaffolding, gives the dude the hammer, and then does a backflip off. It's pretty terrifying how uh, powerful it is. In any case, Boston Dynamics uh, has been, like, viewed as the most um, advanced, like, robot essentially you've seen the robot dogs that are really hard to push over whatever uh you've probably seen the dystopian um china mounting like speakers and other people mounting automatic rifles to those so um you know that's kind of sketchy but boston dynamics is kind of seen as like the leader here and what i do think is interesting is that there are other companies coming out of course tesla had theirs tesla actually today uh, released a video of their Optimus robot and they have like five of them walking around they're looking a lot more nimble and it just reminds me of the advancements we saw with um boston dynamics now why do i bring up humanoid robots when talking on an ai show because like number one inevitably these things are going to have ai built into them in fact with uh, tesla's uh demo at the end of it it literally said come and work at tesla ai to help us build things like this so like they're, the, the robotics and AI is going to be a combination. And I think that uh, robotics is going to play a very massive phase in a really broad rollout of AI right now. Um, the sentiment I've like heard from a lot of other founders that are working in AI right now, which is like how I've literally thought is like, they're like, oh man, things are evolving so rapidly. People are coming out with technology so rapidly. Is this even worth developing Is someone else just going to build something that's going to knock me out? Um, Should I just go become a plumber or an electrician or do something like that? So that's a sentiment I've had but like the thing is you can do that and I believe you have like Three or four years on you if you want to go do that But these humanoid robots I believe mixed with AI are going to take take those jobs as well where essentially you'll have uh, Robot electricians and plumbers and everything else. So that's why I bring it up Um, and it's very evident in the way that even Tesla is pairing their robots with their AI arm so recently a new AI robot came was debuted by a um by Sanctuary AI, right? See another AI company. And it's a Vancouver-based robotics firm. And they released something called Phoenix. So essentially, this is a humanoid robot. It's designed for the workforce, is what they say. So literally, this thing is, you know, targeting electricians, plumbers, and that area. It's about 5'7 and it weighs 155 pounds. In their demo video it showed off some really complex hand movements it has a lot of different uh it, like its hands are very versatile they can do a lot but i will say you know i'm trying to be like a very honest um in my skepticism with these things in their in their like little demo launch sizzle reel or whatever they didn't show this thing actually walking around or doing any work which is kind of what it's like touted as being able to do so i will put some healthy skepticism there and i you know said the exact same thing with tesla when it came out um, in Tesla's video, they actually had a whole bunch of them walking around and showed it doing a bunch of interesting things. So I would say Tesla's further ahead than them. Um, and Tesla also has a really solid team just because of Tesla self-driving AI and everything they're building there. And a lot of that team, I think, overlaps and helps them. So I think Tesla has a, lot, a much stronger position. That being said, um, Boston Dynamics, as far as just a robot that can move and walk and do stuff, I think is even miles ahead of Tesla. Um, but Boston Dynamics may not have the AI component uh, that can really take those to the next level. So I'll be curious to see if they try to develop their own or if they end up partnering with someone as that inevitably is the next step in their company. So really interesting thing, we're going to stay up to date on what is happening in robotics. The other thing I wanted to talk about today is a company called Hippocrat AI. And essentially, they are building an AI powered tool that they say, Um, is focused on safety first it's a large language model to replace WebMD so if anyone knows WebMD um, I definitely have some friends and family that are on there too much you know they're they're out searching all of the random symptoms they might have and are self-diagnosing themselves uh, with all sorts of things it's definitely a hypochondriac's worst nightmare um, because if you go on there it will tell you you have any disease essentially okay not really but it actually is quite a useful tool because it does tell you a lot of different symptoms of things and while it is easy, perhaps, for some to overdiagnose themselves, it is a really good start to figure out what you have, etc. Now, this Hippocrat AI is planning on replacing that with an AI medical um, model that essentially you can use. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I do believe that uh, we are going to start seeing a lot of these really specific um AI models and Sam Altman also said that he's he specifically said the transformer model is kind of tapped out as far as what we can get it to do and he believes that the future is just going to be a lot more uh, specific a lot more hyper um, kind of like hype like niching down into very specific data sets and so this would be the next step Uh, that's what I I believe we're going to start seeing this we've already seen um, this happen with law uh, there's a very big law AI that came out and really received a lot of funding. and now this one Hippocrat AI has received fifty million dollars in seed funding from General Catalyst and Andresen Horwitz, which are some massive venture capital funds. So they have some really solid backers. They have fifty million dollars. and I believe that they're going to be able to pull out some really impressive um some really impressive, impressive performances. so, the CEO of the company, Moonjaw Shaz, he, he specifically was talking about the fact that Hippocrat's AI outperforms most leading models, including uh, GPT-4 and Claude, right? So Anthropics, Claude, and OpenAI's GPT-4. Those are kind of the big the big guys on the block right now. And he said that in over 100 healthcare certifications, um, Hippocrat AI beat them. So I do think this is important because this is a specific strategy that even Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, has touted as being very viable. And when you're getting $50 million and you have these really solid um, people backing you, I do believe this is going uh, to be a company that makes some big strides. So I definitely keep an eye on them. They have the money and the manpower. And now I think they're just going to execute on a very revolutionary product. I think it's going to be extremely fun to watch uh, this project as it continues to unfold. The third story I want to talk about today is kind of this one's this one's really uh trending right now in the news. Essentially, uh Texas A&M professor failed every single student in his class uh for using ChatGPT, but it's not what you think. So this story initially I believe kind of broke on um on Reddit on the r/ChatGPT uh subreddit and someone said essentially that this though well, I'll, I'll read you the i'll read you the message that the the professor sent out to the students and then i'll tell you why what the what the problems are with this so he said good afternoon you shall be able to see your final grade in the course for this at this point on d2l before everyone re-emails me individually read this carefully in grading your last three assignments i have opened my own account for chat gpt i copy and pasted your responses into this account and chat gpt will tell me if the program generated the account um, will tell me if the program generated the content. I put everyone's last three assignments through the t- uh, through two separate times, and if they were claimed by ChatGPT, you received a zero. The final grades for your course will be due today, blah, 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 blah. He goes on to just tell them the rest of the, the thing for the class. Essentially, though, the student said every single person in the entire uh, senior class, which you needed to pass this class in order to graduate, so everyone in his entire class is blocked from graduating, um, because he claims he put the last three assignments in ChatGPT and said, Did you write this? And ChatGPT said it wrote every single one of them. Now, what's the problem with this? ChatGPT is notorious for, you know, sometimes hallucinating. So that's one thing, but like definitely it would just claim the content. Like, ChatGPT does not know if it wrote something or not. This is not how you, this is not an AI detection tool. Like, this. This poor professor probably thinks he's super clever or he thinks ChatGPT is super clever and it's able to, you know, knows everything that's ever been written or it somehow remembers everything it's ever written on any account. Um, Anyways, this is not how you check. There's definitely tools for checking if uh, content is AI-generated, but pasting it into ChatGPT will inevitably give you a false positive. So I feel bad. Uh, You know, a lot of people are saying they're hoping that... uh, (laughs) That The teacher, someone tells the teacher that that's not how ChatGPT works and allows the class to pass. I'm sure this thing's got a lot of news coverage. It was in Rolling Stones magazine, I think. They just wrote a story on it as well. So, uh, at this point, hopefully it's just an embarrassing experience for the teacher. He moves on and doesn't have, I don't know, any sort of pride or vendetta to try to actually sink the class. But, yeah, anyways... Just a note to the world, you need to use an actual AI detector. ChatGPT doesn't do that. Okay, one other very interesting story that came out recently. Um, There was someone also on Reddit recently that was talking, uh, uh, essentially, they were going back and forth with a lawyer for someone that they were suing, and they said that they had to just recently tell the lawyer they'd been using ChatGPT the entire time because they assumed that all of his legal strategy and all of his petitions and documents and affidavit, affidavits, affidavits and everything else that he'd been sending them um, had been coming from an actual other lawyer. And so it's actually kind of funny the way that uh, the way that he had to tell them this. So essentially, the, the lawyer messaged him and said, I have a new counter offer that might help resolve your matter. Please let me know uh, when you are available to speak. I am advised that you might have counsel. If so, I cannot speak with you. Without his or her consent, however, I would be happy to speak with your attorney. And, uh, you know, he replies back and he says, my counsel consents to us speaking. Uh, Can I call you now? And they said, I need to hear from him or her. This is not my policy. It's the New York rules of professional conduct. An email would suffice. And then they said, it's ChatGPT. My counsel is literally ChatGPT. And he has a, a screenshot of, like, literally what he's been asking ChatGPT, which recently he said, I need you to generate an agreement deal between two parties for the surrender of an apartment. Guarantee that the party formerly known as, and then he blanked it out, will cease all present and future legal proceedings. Give the party known as $2,000 on May 31st upon surrender of the apartment on that date. Then Chad GPD goes and, you know, writes the entire agreement for surrender of apartment and release of claims. And uh, that these are the responses that he's been giving. Anyways, it's kind of funny. Um, the, the lawyer then responded to him and said, then please call me. It's not considered a lawyer dot, dot, dot yet. Anyways, very interesting. You can use this as a lawyer. I was recently uh, listening to a podcast today that was talking about, um, using chat GPT as, as like, uh, essentially an advisor. They, they gave an example. It was on the, um, it was on a podcast with Jason Calacanis this week in startups. And he was saying, wouldn't it be interesting if you were sitting around a room And you said, hey, based off of, um, you know, based off of the situation we're seeing geopolitically, let's ask the last six presidents or let's ask Thomas Jefferson or George Washington um, what they would do about the situation in Taiwan, right? Like you can literally use this uh, and based off its entire corpus of data and everything it knows about that person and responses and decisions that person has made, it'll be able to, you know, act as if it was that person. So Um, Obviously, you can do it with lawyers, and I think that this is just scratching the surface for where we'll start to see this in the future. So this is definitely an area we're gonna wanna keep an eye on and follow up with. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast.